When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tonight on The Destiny Show, we return for an exciting episode with an amazing guardian on the show. Our guest tonight is a distinguished international actor, singer, musical theater superstar, and the voice actor for one of the most iconic characters in Destiny. He is an award-winning and Grammy-nominated performer with five Tony nominations, four Gregory Awards, five Seattle Times Footlight Awards and a Broadway World Award recipient. He is a Seattle uh, Guardian and Seattle regards him as one of its best actors and the Destiny community knows him as one of the most beloved characters, Aldrin Sav. From his earth-shattering performance as Aldrin in Destiny 2 Forsaken to his magical performance as Kasim in Disney's hit musical Aladdin on Broadway, he entertains the world all around. We're so honored and excited to welcome the voice actor for one for the one and only Aldrin Saab Crow. He is the one and only Brandon O'Neill. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Oh my gosh, thank you. What an intro. Good grief. I think I can go. <laughs> I think I can go now. It was great. <laughs> we have a lot of questions that are unanswered about the future and i know we can't talk about a lot of that stuff but you know we're gonna definitely learn about your journey in destiny 2 and share your awesome awesome journey here in this great community let's roll and Guardians, we're not done yet. We also welcome back a returning Guardian from the Destiny show's past. He is an aspiring voice actor, Destiny 2 creator, and Twitch streamer. We welcome our good friend, Sentinel Gray, who joins us tonight on the show as a special guest co-host. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, yeah, thank it's you. so great I to have you join it. us back. Nice to be back. And what an exciting time to podcast together. My co-host Shadow Price is here too. What is up, Shadow Price? How's your day going? And Shadow's muted. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> he can't did that one. That <laughs> podcasting with Crow. I know. I know. I am totally speechless. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get the words out. It was just. <laughs> It was yes. too magical. 
<laughs> Being in the presence of Brandon. Um, I'm just, you know, uh, another night here in Florida. Uh, you know, Destiny. We're talking Destiny. We're talking, uh, you know, about Aldrin. Crow. You know, it's it's really awesome to have Brandon on. Like, I really mean that. It's, it's, it's got one of my my one of my favorite awesome. characters in all of Destiny. Like, yeah. So I'm just excited that, to have him let's on. Just clear, let's just clarify. I didn't pay Sentinel. any of you guys to say that. So could be it could be real. So what? What is this check that just arrived here from Bran O'Neill for? That? I don't know. <laughs> paid to say aldrin's our favorite character i would be a really poor man oh my god memo says payment for aldrin appreciation <laughs> i like that aldrin appreciation day. yeah i think they're about to do that so brandon we're not going to waste any time we have so many questions for you and we are so excited to welcome you on the show to invite you on for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to learn much more about Brandon O'Neill and his incredible journey in Destiny 2. Guardians, I hope you're ready. So, Brandon, the first question we have for you, how did your journey in Destiny begin as Aldrin and Crow? Well, uh, I was invited to audition for a... Um, I thought it was like a, a, a film audition. Didn't clarify what it was, but they said they were looking for, uh, I think it was the space thief. Um, and they had some lines and I was like, I told my agent, I was like, I got to get there. This feels like something I'd be good at. But my first auditions were like live in front of a camera. There was a couple directors. Turns out there were some people from Bungie there. They did not introduce themselves as people from Bungie. They just were kind of there to observe. They had me like jumping up on stools and waving guns around and, you know, delivering my lines over, you know, with a pointed, you know, rifle. And um, I didn't know what I was in for. And then until I got my call back and I went to the Bungie studios uh, in Bellevue, I was like, oh, it's a video game. <laughs> Uh, so, and my, you know, my, my way in was full performance. So I, they did, you know, facial capture body and, and voice. It's a very unique and almost everybody that was hired on, on destiny one hired with that in mind. I had a bunch of like actor friends in town who also did voice work. Um, and we all booked this thing. Um, and, um, like my friend Allison Kulavis, who's who's one of the main mocap actors, he was hired as the stranger. She was the voice of the stranger at the very, very beginning. And then things changed, and the kind of the I mean, they they did a bunch of you know reworks, and um, you know there was like one of the guys in Seattle was uh, was playing Rasputin at one point. Like there was this big mech dude, and he was like a cool actor local intent so things totally changed um by the time i got a name and turned into aldrin the game the, the script had totally flipped i was no longer like a space beef rogue like out there hating on everybody like a han solo guy i was um i was the queen's brother all of a sudden so then it was kind of you know having to put on a different 
tone for him and find his, his, um, you know, the way he might speak as somebody who's like everything kind of, um, you know, he, he's lived a different kind of life and, you know, somebody who was maybe on his own all the time or less educated or whatever, you know what I mean? So, uh, I had to find a different voice for him and he, that's where I landed. So kind of a weird way in, but, uh, pre- feel pretty lucky to, to be still doing the mocap stuff and, um, and the voice. That's really cool. I, I totally picture bungee ninjas hiding in the background, <laughs> <laughs> disguising themselves as they do their recruitment. <laughs> yeah, that was the first video game I'd ever, oh, not true. I had done one other video game, but it was like this live action, um, just cut away a little cinematic and I was like a real person. It wasn't like digitized at all. Um, uh, I had, you know, I just really didn't realize how big the world is. Um, like I, I'm not a, a gamer gamer myself. Um, I didn't grow up with like any consoles or anything. We were too poor. So it's like we, you know, I, uh, it's a world that I've, I've been lovingly embraced by and, and introduced to um but uh i I just the scope of it is just and in seattle especially there's so much work going on and with microsoft tier 343 and uh g and god there's i can't even name all the other little micro minis and uh medium-sized houses that are doing incredible work out here that are enabling actors like myself in seattle to to stay employed yeah. And a huge, an honor to, to be, I mean, taking this journey, the fact that I'm still working on it, I signed my contract in 2011. I mean, so 12 years of this, no, I mean, I'm <laughs> it's like, uh, we were looking around the room the other day, I was down in LA doing some stuff and there was like three of us that had been there as long as like Richard Sloniker and I, I'm the guy who plays uh, Glint, and he does all the mocap for Cade Six. Does uh, uh, does the voice for Glint, most of the mocap for the player and Cade Six, and the Drifter, and like he does a, a bunch. But we work together a lot, and uh, we were just looking around the room, like kind of shaking our head, like pinching ourselves, like this is I, I can't believe we're still doing this <laughs> ten years later. It's awesome. <laughs> That's got to be really, such a good feeling, I feel though. Really, like that. really lucky. Very fortunate um, to be to be part of a game that's a hit. You know, that has had staying power, and it managed to. You know, it's had its blips, just like every game. You know, like you have seasons that are just like mm, that's not my bag or whatever. We keep coming back with more story and learning how to. As the community changes, as the community ages, and different people come in, in and out how to, how to keep it fresh. It's, it's been a really interesting to watch, um, the, the folks at Bungie kind of navigate through, you know, Activision, Sony, you know, all of the, the people in the room with opinions still being able to produce something, you know, class. Yeah. That's the thing. They were, they were going for a big budget in the beginning, you know, it's like, they had oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage as the ghost. Nathan Fillion, obviously, as Cade Six. You got um, um, the voice of uh, Morgan, 
right. from Walking Dead for uh, X. Then you have uh, Gina Torres for Ikora. The Stranger was um, Lauren Cohen, too, from Walking Dead. Such a huge bill of talented people. Yeah. I'm I'm really curious. Like, you had a chance to collaborate with some really incredible actors through your time, both in Destiny and outside of Destiny. And I'm curious, in the world of Destiny, do you have any actors or personalities that you really enjoyed working with through your time since 2011? It's, you know, um, it's a bit isolated in that, uh, you know, a lot of us, the local Seattle people, because Bungie is based here, um, we were kind of a core that worked together a lot. Um, But all of the L.A. talent, they were just, you know, in the booths down in L.A. It's not like we were doing live sessions. Um, I would go into the studio, do my lines. They would go into the studio, do their lines. It was very rare i could kind of uh interact with their voice in any way just didn't always line up that way so many times you go into the studio and you'll see that oh it's you know ikora is speaking i'll have to kind of conjure her in my mind to respond the way i think she might be talking or the same with like zavala you know hear lance's voice kind of running through my head as I'm reading the lines and then try to interact that way. So it's not, um, it's not what you see in the, you know, in like the film trailers where all the actors are like in a room together, they're making each other laugh and doing all that. That's just not always the way that it is. It's hard to isolate a game setting too, because they want everybody's action to be, um, really clean, you know, so that they can take the best take and they don't want to be interrupted by another uh, organic and in, in the mocap really organic, space, if, uh, yeah. there are times when I'm being recorded, my voice is being recorded, and say we're doing the scene, and I'm doing the scene with other actors. Maybe somebody's yelling over the top or or the top of my lines. Usually, we'll have to we'll get all the action. Um, we'll get my facial, you know, capture everything that we can capture, and then I have to go back and just do my voice. I have to pretend like I'm going through the same thing. Than just do my voice in the space, like wearing the mocap suit. <laughs> uh, so it's, a, I mean, it's a weird exercise, but you know, I can say that I've had recently. I was, I was able to get into a space with, uh, with Morla, who, who is Eris Morn, and uh, I also got to meet Mara, who does Icora, just recently in L.A. And both of them, oh my, they're just so gracious sweet like is just how you'd want them to be they are and then when they open their mouths to speak you're like wow yeah that's cool (laughs) (laughs) try not to have your own little geek moment you know where you're just like wow hey because i'm doing the same thing but it's just you know it's it's cool to to be in the room and hear that instrument live like looking right at you it's cool Yeah. yeah It's it's so interesting because I can totally picture everybody being kind of in the same room or like in their own little section of a booth. But it's interesting that you are able to just be there as a character and you have to envision how it would be by having all of these characters right with you. But you don't. And I'm I'm curious, coming in from 
musical theater where, you know, it's so interactive where you're actually there in front of the other actors. How was that transition for you to go from going to a very collaborative space to a more isolated space? I mean, the theater uh, experience definitely helped me in the mocap room. So being able to rehearse a scene and be up on my feet. And I'm in the mocap space, like if I'm doing uh, capturing stuff for Crow, uh, all my lines have to be memorized. So, you know, it's, it's not like in this vocal studio where you can just read it off a page. I have to be very familiar with it, but I don't have to memorize it in the, you know, I'm, when I'm in the studio, your your face isn't being tracked. In the mocap space, you got to memorize your lines. So getting quick at that, you know, being on your feet, moving around, um, knowing kind of how to, um, you know, envision a um, a world that doesn't exist, you know, in the room. It's just a bunch of cameras and scaffolding and people. Like instead, you have to be in a, you know. You're in space or you're in a spaceship or you're, you know, so all those, it's really, it's like I mean, a kid it's, again, playing yes, pretend. it's, so being adept at play is, is very important, I think. And that'll help you in the, in the voice acting scenario too, just being able to use your imagination and what would it feel like to get, you know, whatever stabbed in the chest or whatever they actually, they ask you to do, you know, I've had, I've done other video games where, you know, you have to. I 15 different ways and like, okay, now you're on fire. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm going here. I'm going here. Me three light That's efforts, exactly three right. medium efforts. That's really interesting. And, you know, I know you're not, you, you're not originally a gamer, but being in a part of destiny for such a long time, since the very beginning, have you ever had the itch to get into destiny? You're trying to get me to play destiny. Would I, Maybe. I mean, I'd have to play as a hunter, I feel like, or like the internet might explode. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Hunter's kind of my vibe, though, too, just on a, on, a, on a regular. I just feel like that's, I kind of like their, their kit, stuff that they can do. I, you know, I, I'm tempted to do it, but it's like, <laughs> before I show my abilities to the world, I would need to really some some serious work on my own because it's like i can't even move my head and move my body in the same direction most of the time like even playing minecraft <laughs> hysterical i had my son on the floor laughing so hard because i was like why am i drowning again i'm drowning i'm not sure how to get out of this water <laughs> yeah so uh you guys would be really disappointed but it might be fun for you i don't know you could just beat well, me up all the time I'm really happy to hear that you would be embracing your inner hunter because, you know, I, I think it would be really cool for Aldrin to become a hunter vanguard. I know, I know um, that would be really, really cool. One day, one can dream. <laughs> can dream. Take it to hunter school. Yeah. Show the ropes. Take it. <laughs> Once the final shape comes out, I think you might have a good coach. We're not going to spoil anything. But, you know, there, there may be somebody who can help you. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, for everybody listening, you obviously, I, there's not much I can say other than what the whole world knows, which is page six was on the screen and Nathan Fillion was doing his voice. 
And so we are going to be, yes. we're not going to want to miss upcoming scenarios. So uh, it's, it should be a lot of fun. And I, I mean, thrilled. I'm thrilled to eat, you know, that my character's still alive. <laughs> like, like you just never know. There's no guarantees in any of this. You know, I find things out live. I'll get scripts and I'll be like, oh, that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, so there's, I, I have no idea where everything might go. Um, pretty exciting to have like, it seems like Nathan Fillion's pretty stoked about it. He put something on Instagram that was like, you know, he made a little video. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. yep. I saw yep. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Yep. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it will be the reunion of a lifetime. I cannot wait. I can't even imagine how that would even turn out. It, it's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's sent a lot, a lot of people spinning. So, uh, Looking forward to it. So oh, sure. Uh, I'm I'm curious, Brandon. Did you know that this was going to take shape? No fun intended. Before the reveal happened at the Sony. Uh, yes. And I had been told, and I kind of lost my mind too. I was like, "Wait, what?" Uh, <laughs> Didn't I kill that man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you stay dead? Oh, Guardians. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they let me know that it was there was going to be something that dropped. And uh, so I've been kind of, you know, I'm excited. I think it's... I'm excited to see the interaction with Crow and... Uh, Him too. Cade. Like, I'm excited to see that. Like I want to, I want, I want to see how that conversation is going to go. That's that what we want. <laughs> we want. God, yes. We want people to care. <laughs> That's great. I'm the low key. I really want mm-hmm. for Aldrin to get reprised as a bad guy at some point in the future, <laughs> and just like I want for that final boss to be <laughs> Aldrin. Okay, Not other other run. gaming studios. Now you got to hire me as a villain here, and let's get this. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> I was gonna say, do you want to put another bullet in this man? Come on, he's <laughs> been through enough. Well, you would probably there would be a long line. We just have to get you know, just wear the right T-shirt so they could take all the holes. But, yeah, I think yeah, you wouldn't be alone in that. Like, maybe it didn't go. You know, I heard that some people like stopped playing because of that, and I was like, well, that's heavy. I cried. I said some things, and I, I I apologize now. Crow is not as bad. I I don't hate as much. I, yeah. I hate less. So thank well, it you. Hel- it helps that we learned that he was manipulated, and he was trying to do something that seemed right to him at the time. Um, you could see it in his was, eyes. He was lost. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you could see it in his eyes. He was a bit lost. I'll I'll stand I'll stand by the statement. Aldrin did nothing wrong. <laughs> it wasn't him. Wasn't him. Yeah. So Brandon, going back to to you, I'm I'm curious. How did your career in voice acting start? This destiny. I mean, I had done. You know, I've been. I, 
to say, let's see. I mean, I've been acting now professionally for over 20 years. So I've had to use my voice to make money all those years. It was always kind of the total, you know, I had to sing and dance and act and do the whole thing. Um, to be just paid for my voice, aside from singing, I mean, I'd done some like commercial jingles and stuff like that. Um, not a lot of, uh, you know, just straight up voice stuff and just recently realizing that there's an avenue for that. Again, it's like I, I, I was clueless. I didn't realize how big this world was uh, and that you can people make a full time living as voice actors only like they don't have to worry about getting into costumes and wearing makeup and doing all that. You can just be good at doing voices. Um, I would love the opportunity to do, you know, something a little farther away from my type, you know, like really, you know, uh, because Crow is so connected to my physicality, there's like bone structure things that they, they mapped on, on my, you know, my cheekbones and my mouth is in relationship to my eye, like that whole thing. So he's, he's very close to me. I would love, uh, got a, I've got another video game coming out. That's yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what the character even looks like. They haven't shown me a rendering. There's going to be, uh, some cool shit coming out, but, um, I know I got a tangent there for off the voice acting question. This is really interesting. No, this is great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> and I know that you've done a lot with different areas of acting. You've done musical theater, being on Aladdin, and you've been a big part of the the community in acting with, in Seattle. Now, I'm curious, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? And you, you can say Destiny, it's okay. You know, we, we wouldn't mind. <laughs> Uh, but what what would you say was your favorite um, acting engagement that you've done thus far? I mean, this one's definitely got to be the top. Um, Aladdin was another one that just kind of changed. Both of these, both of those titles have like changed my life, changed my career. Um, Aladdin being, you know, I started Aladdin the same year that I started um, Destiny, 2011, is when I first performed with Disney. And, uh, it's taken me to Broadway and back. And I just, I made my West End debut um, with that show. And um, they actually filmed, you go on IMDb, you'll see that there is a film. I think it's called Aladdin Live from the West End. Um, that was due to come out, but I don't know what's, you know, there's something holding it up and I don't know if it's current climate or there, you know, they've got a, Disney might have a, a little bit of a backup of like films to be released. They're always doing something. I was able to like do my first Disney film, if you can say that. Um, and it's still, you know, I'm still just, we're about to have our 10 year anniversary of when we opened that show on Broadway, which is wow. nuts. Congratulations. That's, ta- that's, yeah. We're talking about getting the whole old cast together and who knows what we'll do. That'll be fun. That should be next year, hopefully. So yeah, those two, now those two shows or those two, you know, projects have really 
amazing. Um, Very cool. And in terms of Destiny, do you have a favorite time in Destiny for you as a actor that you had the most fun? I mean, there's no comparison to... um, It's been... Some of the most challenging stuff I've done is like when Aldrin and Crow... Uh, I can't remember what season that was where I'm having to like have conversations with myself as kind of the smarmier, like, you know, Aldrin and then more emotionally fragile crow. But that was some incredibly hard work. It was difficult. Um, But doing the forsaken stuff, I mean, come on. It was so thick. Like (laughs) just all of it. You know, yeah. uh, just knowing, was, knowing what the moment was going to be, you know, and pointing that gun on it. Well, it was Richard Sloniker playing Cade Six at that point. Him looking up and saying, how's your sister? Like, like I just knew that it was going to, <laughs> people were not going to be real happy with me. It, it was pretty, pretty, pretty fun <laughs> moment. Yeah. Yeah, I would say for me, Forsaken is still to this day my favorite expansion. And I think the interaction that you had with Cade, I think that was probably the hardest for me to deal with, you know, as a as a fan of Cade 6. Yeah. But I think that was the one expansion where I, I became a really big fan of your character because I cared. I cared a lot. And like I had so much hate for Aldrin for what he did from right from the get-go and uh I think for me that was the expansion that really added a lot of emotional um attachment to to the characters in the game for me so I I think I, I definitely echo that for me that that was an expansion that really was a highlight in Destiny 2. I mean we give people second chances like that in real life. I mean, the the beauty of what they did at Bungie and what the writers did was they allowed this character to make huge mistakes and to be brought back to life. And I mean, he, he didn't know why everybody hated him. You know, he wore that mask forever. It took, it took literally years of uh, expanding his story and, kind of letting it letting people into his emotional journey and the depression and you know he the schism in his mind uh to to allow people to finally take him in and be like he's one of us um it's it's interesting like if this person were really in the world he had murdered your friend what would it take to give somebody a second chance? What would you need to know? You know, so it's it bigger questions that you had to kind of grapple with on this, on this uh, journey in Forsaken and with Cade and Crow. And oh, it's yeah, you had a lot of empathy for uh, for Crow, and uh, there was a lot of cathartic nature going on because he was fighting his own demons and everything. He's getting everybody to tell him how bad of a person he was, and he yeah. didn't even remember. <laughs> well, it says something about the character too, because the, like 
So Crow wakes up, figures out, wow, everybody <laughs> hates me. Don't know why. Gets accepted by everybody and then purposefully goes out of his way to find out why did everybody hate me in the first place and like relive that type of trauma. Like it takes, it takes <laughs> a special kind of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you gotta be comfortable with yourself to be able to dig that deep and want to know, and then once you find out, to be okay. So that's that's what happened. Do you guys have backstories for your own guardians? Create backstories for yourself. Like, say you know, if if a guy like Aldrin be resurrected as Crow, his past. He he met enough of the requirements to be resurrected. I mean, just to say that you all weren't in the same boat. You know what I mean? All of these guardians, like, have you guys created any backstories for yourselves? What's your 100%. backstory? Diet. No, no, that's too Give long. Me the short that's way too long. You can't do that. <laughs> Let's get that in TLDR. Uh, short version is, uh, my guardian was a, um, I don't have specifics written down just because like the whole entire lore is like, you don't know, you're not supposed to know, but, um, he was military personnel trying to get people because I started playing in destiny one. That's like whenever we started out in the Cosmodrome and everything like that. So he was the reason why he uh woke up where he woke up like by the side of the road is he was military personnel trying to escort people to get off the planet and essentially the collapse happened he died Uh, x amount of years later (laughs) (laughs) what so yeah yeah that's so cool that's what i got he kept it short he did it congratulations (laughs) that that was it i mean (laughs) you told me to keep it short i kept it short (laughs) i i don't i've never sat down and actually thought about it it might be something i have to do because that's that's kind of a a cool thing to have uh for for your guardian yeah or you just get really badass armor and go shoot stuff. That. <laughs> you can make it as hard as you want or as soft as you want. doesn't matter. Yeah. Real end game of Destiny is the drip. We all know that. That's true. <laughs> well, before I forget, everybody, before I forget, before I forget, happy Pride, the start of Pride Month. I need to just shout out Hell yes, all the people celebrating, all the allies. Uh, so, yeah, before I forget, there it is. We learned very recently some monumental news during a Sony reveal that Cage 6 will be coming back in the final shape. And one of our Destiny 2 community members, Leals, wants to know, what do you think about Cade 6 returning in the final shape? Oh, I'm very excited as Brandon O'Neill, the actor. 
uh, just because that means people will care about Crow again. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, it's just, it's such delicious drama. You know what I mean? Like, people have been dying for this moment for, you know, there's millions of fans all over the world. Um, there's people with tattoos of Cade Six, so it's like it's just exciting for the game. It's exciting for the community, and I'm I'm excited to you know to be a part of it. So, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. It was definitely something that I personally, as as a fan, did not expect for them to do. It, it came as a complete curveball. Where wait a minute, there's Cade, one of the most iconic characters. And opens up so many doors, so many possibilities. Like, is Aldrin going to come back in some way? Is he going to return to his past? How is Cade going to feel and and interact with Crow or Aldrin? There's so many open-ended threads that can be taken from this and so many op- possibilities. And I, I think it's it's probably one of the most exciting times for me as a gamer in terms of the story opportunities and to really see your character and Cade interact together and to really imagine what can what can happen when these two characters meet again well I tour is probably going to fill Cade in because he's not going to remember right like you don't remember when you like get resurrected like how how does he come back you know well he was already a guardian before so technically he he would oh he will will remember he's a force ghost yeah Mm -hmm. that that's my thinking is that he's a force ghost type person he's not real or not actually alive is my thought hmm and plus, like during the trailer that we saw, she essentially was filling in men on like, listen, man, you ain't going to believe this. Yeah. <laughs> You've been dead for a little while and a lot has <laughs> happened. Right. <laughs> Including your own death. <laughs> See my mouth not moving? That's because it's a, I'm yeah. afraid to <laughs> move my mouth. So, and, and I can't talk about things. I'll just say, Crow don't know. his his answer going forward is just going to be i plead the fifth i plead the fifth we have another question from son griffin thank you for your question is there a difference in the mindset for voicing crow versus voicing aldrin Absolutely. I mean, Aldrin, uh, you know, it's not very often now that I get to tap into him, like, but when I did, it's, he's got a totally different worldview. His, his list of experience, life experiences are so different. Yes, it's the same instrument, the same vocal. Nothing's changed there. But his education is different. His upbringing, his experience is totally different. So I have to kind of put myself in that. Uh, mind frame anytime I'm with him. Um, now, the Crow, you know, 
he's become such a mix, uh, although he's got his own voice. Um, because he understands the old, you know, Aldrin, too, he's, he's had to kind of relive some of that stuff and confront it. Um, it's a bit of a mix there. And I, you know, I could just be thankful that the uh, writers at NG keep everything straight for me because I've had, after 10 years and several iterations of this character, um, it's nice to know that they have a true through line um, through the whole, through his whole journey so that I can just jump on board and, 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 you know, just keep my bearing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely different between the two, my body, like in the mocap space in the, in the studio, even the, vo the vocal booth kind of position my body a little bit differently, just, you know, it's just a little bit more aloof and he's a little bit more effete and he's, you know, pros, he's settled down to earth, quiet, you know, so for sure. And was that, diff was that difficult for you to do to just kind of flip the switch and become ultimately a totally different character, totally different personality? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was especially hard when, um, you know, when I first got the news that they were resurrecting him, I was pretty angled up about it. Like, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, had the discussions. It's like, it's the same, you know, it's got the same basic voice. He's not, uh, he's just not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had to, you know, remove yeah. some of the, some of that uh <laughs> remove the dick. I think that's what I'm doing. That's not what I said. But, uh, yeah. Um and, and luckily in the recording studio, like when we were doing those scenes, uh would let me do all of Crow. Then it would give you um uh, like reference. Uh, I would get to listen to my old Aldrin um performances kind of reassociate my speech patterns, the way he kind of lilts a little bit more. He's a little sing-songier. Um, he draws his lines out a little bit more. So I was able to kind of revisit that before having to like lay down those lines in the studio. And, and you know, we had directors that would be like, Take that one again, give it a little bit more sass or a little more sting, you know? So it's like great directors on, on Bungie too. And I can imagine that it would take a lot of skill to be able to transition from being one type of character to being totally different with being Crow. And it, it must take a lot of experience, knowledge in, in, in acting to be able to just flip the switch. I suppose it would. And I appreciate you saying, saying that it takes some skill. I'm, I'm, I think 20 years of acting definitely helped, but I'm, I think I'm just really lucky to have good writers, you know, and good directors too, to help with honing, honing the whole performance. You know, it's not a one man, not a one man show. A lot of people behind the scenes who are very invested in making sure it's right. So kudos to them. 
Yeah, no, it's Bungie definitely does such an amazing job with their effort with putting out such an incredible game. And it, it takes so much work, so many different teams to really come together to make it all work in such a magical way. But also, I think the voice actors, they they make it look easy, right? But I can imagine it being a challenge to, to do and, and the way that you were able to play both roles were it was just so perfect and so um magical so we have another question from iron thank you for your question did you have any input on the character design for aldrin or crow not really i know that um once aldrin started wearing the hood i was like I want the hood forever. He's so cool looking with the hood. And he said, "There, you're in luck. There, there's plans for his, you know, his next iteration to have a hood." I was like, "Yes." So, but you know, there's way more talented people than than me making those decisions. I do, however, have let them know that I miss my red pants as Aldrin. <laughs> I thought those were the coolest pants. I was like, "Yeah." Red pants. I don't know why. But. Inside scoop, the final shape is actually red pants. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Just red pants. Everyone in red pants. <laughs> no, not really. I always liked Aldrin's design, like even in D1. Like, you know, when you first interacted with yeah, him. Yeah, I the thought roof. He was, his no, stuff was cool. Like, I liked, like, he was wearing, like, little, like, tails or something on his belt. He had just like, you know, like, like he had been out collecting things and that he liked to keep his tchotchkes nearby. Definitely like his blade. I think they've done a really cool job with him. The only thing, you know, I think people are on the fence about that hair, although it is easy to like identify a cosplay person with the half shaved head and the blue skin. <laughs> I've had a lot of people be like, nice hair, bro. I'm like, look, don't, I mean, what? am I supposed to do? <laughs> I said, when he comes back, I was like, I did ask, I was like, can they just let him have like a big long, you know, his, all his hair grown out, maybe top knot it and like, whatever. I'm like, uh, they, there's, I think they've done iterations of all that. And it'd be cool to like, see the sketches of all the, all the different, you know, design ideas for him. And, they still they they went back to the bangs like just banging just bangs. <laughs> <laughs> they did give the white stripe, which was cool. Or crow. Yeah. Now I have white stripes. See right there. <laughs> still look yeah, cool. Looks cool. So Rob wants to know who would win a one-on-one -on -one duel between Aldrin and Cade. Well, I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, Aldrin or Crow? Here's the thing. All things being equal, I mean, like, are we taking ghosts away? I don't know. I'm going to leave that up to you guys to speculate, but 
I know is that Aldrin was a highly trained warrior even prior to becoming a guardian. There's no slouch. Um, so she's got that awoken ancient knowledge cool shit going on. So I don't know. I'm voting Aldrin. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great so what about would what about between crow and Cade? would that flip the script <laughs> i don't know i don't know I mean, there's such both such badasses it's basically going to be who wants it more is wilier. I think they're both pretty clever. You know what I mean? Uh, same class. I don't know, man. I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm going to vote Crow. Crazy enough. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you guys tell me. What do you think? Oh, don't. You're going to hurt my feelings. I can tell. I think, I think we call Attaboy. it a draw. <laughs> I... I think <laughs> I, I think Cade and Crow would be a little bit more of a draw closer because now they both have guardian abilities. So now they're kind of both on this on the same level. Right. Let's get them both in the crucible both and find out. The light. See, I would say between Aldrin and Cade, I mean history tends to repeat itself. <laughs> And we already know who won the first match between the two. So I would say between Aldrin and Cade, I think Aldrin is more serious and more focused, and he would probably put up a, a bigger fight. Yeah. Between Crow and Cade, I think that would be a little bit different because, you know, Crow would have less of an advantage because I think Crow is a little bit of a softy. I like Crow, you know, and I don't know if Crow would be able to withstand the might of Cade six. I don't know if, you know, I think you put stakes behind either one of them. Say, you know, you know, saw how Crow behaved when Amanda was killed. He was ready to, light the world on fire. So um, I think that's still in him that, that kind of like he can churn a very bright fire inside of him and go after people if he wants to. The other thing that we know is that I suppose when Aldrin took out Cade, Aldrin was smart enough to know that he needed help to do that. And he's like, I need multiple positions to be able to make this happen. So that's why he got the scorn, you know, take out the ghost, do the thing, you know. So it's like it wasn't a one man show. That's also strategy. I mean, you're dealing with somebody as a win's a win. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like Cade wouldn't take it seriously until like the final moment, which is usually when it's too late. It's kind of badass that he doesn't take take it seriously, and he still just he's still ass. That's what makes him fun. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. well, well said, and I, I think that may have steered my 
opinion. <laughs> but I would probably have to say we, we got to give this one to Crow and Aldrin today. Oh, that's nice of you. Wonder what you'd be doing if Nathan Fillion <laughs> was on the show. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we will revisit this one. Okay. Imagine having Nathan Fillion and Brandon O'Neill on the show. I'm I'm just come saying. on, guys, make that happen. Oh, we're gonna work on that. <laughs> like I know I don't I don't know what Nate what appearances Nathan has. Coming up, he's he's busy as hell, but it would be cool to like to share a stage at some point. That would be really cool. Maybe Fun. maybe Guardian Con or not Guardian Con GCX. Right, that's we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Okay, do so. Cheezer wants to know. Thank you for your question, Cheezer. How is your sister? he's good you know patching some stuff up i think we're you know it's uh yeah again i can't it's not it's like something i can get too far into but it's, it's cool to be uh working with he potter again she's like she's such a force like in the in the room gal who plays uh mara is like this tiny oh, yeah. little 120 pound little fiery one of the whip smartest people i've ever met she's just so good in the room she's so fierce so we got to go down and do some stuff together recently and it was just fun to be in the room with her again she's just so dynamite so happy to be associated with her in any way for sure she's got a million things going on too she she does voice for a ton of she does a lot of book, you know, like audiobook stuff. She's just got one of those voices that you want to listen to. Yeah. I love I love Mara. She's she's uh such a iconic character. She's one of the strongest characters, like in all of Destiny. She just has that power. Not just the power, like, you know, physically, but in that voice. That voice is just amazing. I would say for me, the Queen's Wrath back in Destiny 1 many moons ago is probably still one of my favorite events in Destiny. And there was such such great story behind her and that character. So I'm very excited to see how that storyline progresses as we near the end of the light and dark saga yeah sure and i for one would love i mean never got to really uh the whole awoken story i mean we get glimpses of it pieces there's a lot of lore out there to piece together like mm. i would love to explore that people that race you know, that uh whatever you would call them um, and and see more of that. I just think it's such a cool, you know, cool part of destiny. That's not kind of, you know, it's like, I don't spend a ton of time with that. And Zavala is awoken. We don't even, I mean, we don't get into it. I'm just saying 
there's a spinoff. Listen, Let's do that. You're not the only one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd, love to, I'd love to see that too. That would be very, very cool, I think, if they were to do that. Bungie, are you listening? Yeah, exactly. Mara and Crow <laughs> take you home. It's twins time. <laughs> so we have a question from emd thank you for your question what is your approach when embodying a character in destiny and what is the process like for creating a new character physically um yeah i mean it just depends on i've had to play Cabal, I've had to play Elixney, I've had to play Human, Titan. Uh, just recently I did some of the, the work for Nimbus, um, the Cloud Striders. So it's like each one of those has its own physicality. A lot of it has to do with stride and um, things that you don't aren't necessarily aware of. Um, and say I'm a... a, a a human in in the mocap space, and I'm talking to Nimbus, who's ten feet tall. I have to look over the actor's head and talk to a spot on the wall, pretend like I'm looking at their face. There's like a lot of tricks like that that you'll have to um, you just don't think about because it, it makes the animator's job easier. If you're already looking up there don't have to take your little character head and tilt you and make you find the right spot you can always, you can help them out a bit by doing that or if i lengthen my strides as i'm walking um it helps the animators so they don't have to it's not always one to one as much as technology has improved it's like still a lot you got to do um it's not like i go through you know and uh you know, if I'm playing a, a cabal or something like that, that I try to put on weight or anything like that. I don't eat more and wear gold, uh, but it's, uh, it is fun to kind of put those on and, you know, lumber a little bit more and make all of my movements a little heavier, like, you know, you weigh 2,000 pounds or whatever. Um, I think that answered the question. <laughs> Yeah, and I I would totally imagine you having on this like big bodysuit, like a sumo wrestler. Almost. I wish they did that. They don't. So you got to just kind of you know because the mocap suits are size they are. The only time that I've done something like that, and you guys have probably seen that two clip, is when they put the spider belly on me, and then when I play, yeah, I had, so I had this big belly so that I would keep you know kind of be aware of it as I moved and. Uh, and then all you know, anytime you play a knee, you've got to keep your arms out of the way for the other arms underneath. So the arms that we're playing are always the ones on top. So I'm always like a little bit more crouched and, and forward and their, their heads swivel like a praying mantis a little bit more stuff up here. So it's like, you got to swivel your head like that instead of like this. Um, what else? Oh, and then like, I do Zavala, I have like the shield. So anybody on my left, I'm like, you can no longer stand on my left because I can't see you. 
shield. Interesting <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't realize how many characters you've played in in the game. You know, Richard Sloniker, myself, and Allison are are like the kind of go to fire team cinematics uh, actors. So we'll do even even when Crow is not on the script, go in and play other characters. And that's been great. It's helped it's helped keep me employed, actually. That's good to know that our our guardians are are you mocapped whenever we're going into a raid and the whole entire fire team spawns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Richard Sloniker <laughs> is really- kind of like their <clears throat> ideal guardian so he normally will play the guardian but we've all we've all played the guardian before a lot of times it's just kind of you know you got to be fairly neutral because you could be female you could be a titan you could be you know a number of things um, so you've always got to be a little bit more neutral as the guardian yeah you can't hold your weapons in certain ways because you could have a hand cannon you could have a rifle you could you know what i mean be a sword so you can't uh there's a lot of rules and they'll remind you in the room they'll be like you can't hold your weapon that way yep okay go (laughs) you know uh did you do any of the emotes at all yes i mean there were times you know where we're like eating ramen or like jumping up and down like doing doing a ton of like i don't know what ones they did they don't tell us which ones they end up using We've done all kinds of crazy stuff, oh. all kinds of stuff, <laughs> like for the dancing and stuff. Like we've done some dancing and stuff like that, but like they'll get professional dance people who are adept at that language to, mm-hmm. to do that. They almost always hire local, you know, like local professionals here in Seattle or in LA or a couple other houses. We um, work too, you know, in Scotland and Hungary and, over the world these yeah their scope is crazy big lucky enough that they keep us you know employed for the most part yeah one of the things that i really love about bungie is that they do a lot to support the local community um both in seattle and just overall whenever anything is happening in the world they're always like there to show support as a company and i i really respect and appreciate that about them me too. And I think Destiny community, like with the, well, ECX, uh, the old Guardian Con, I just think it's filled with a lot of really good people. Um, and you guys help lead the way with that. So kudos to all of you Guardians and all of you fans. And whether you're actively playing or not, um, you know, we still love you. And I felt, I felt a lot of, of and support and hate and animosity um, <laughs> depending on you know, but in the best possible like i'm razzing you right now i'm giving you a bad time because it matters to me because that's feels really good as an artist it feels good yeah kudos to y'all well you know we we definitely appreciate everything that you know, you bring to the game and this community because without individuals like yourself, like we wouldn't have the game that we have. We wouldn't have characters that we can really love to hate so much. And 
have all these amazing stories that we've grown to love through the years. And I think Bungie does such an amazing job to bring everyone together in such a special way. And they support this community so, so much. And, and it's, it's truly an honor to be a part of this, to have a video game that we can just love to play and geek out about and then like meet amazing guardians like yourself. And it, it's, it's truly an honor. I hope to get, you know, I hope to get out and actually meet you guys at one of these cons um, sometime in the future. So you guys yeah. keep, keep putting the pressure. It takes, it takes the community to be like, you want to meet Brandon or whatever to, for it to happen. Like it doesn't just magically, I don't have an agent working on that right now, but um, if you guys know anybody, uh, get me into those just, things. Just, well, we're actually going to Guardian Con this year. Oh, that's hard for you there in Florida. Is it still going to be in Florida? It is, yeah. It's going to be in Orlando. Okay. So it's, it, and I'm lucky, I'm about 30 minutes, well, 45 oh. with traffic. So I'm staying with you, uh, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll have a lot to talk about behind the scenes <laughs> yes no that would be great it would give us a chance to bond and really talk about the old times and how dare you and all that good stuff. so we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about <laughs> get matching tattoos it's gonna be a good time everybody we're gonna be best friends <laughs> aldrin and crow <laughs> one aldrin one crow <laughs> so on the topic of aldrin and crow we have a question from frankie and frankie wants to know do you like that you came back as Crow? And do you prefer Aldrin or Crow? Hmm. Yes, I like that I came back. Um, partially just because that means I'm employed. Uh, who <laughs> just, Amen. It, it allowed yep. me to um, kind of explore my own. You know, it, it's funny how art will kind of uh it will force you to kind of go back and look at your own life but we've all made mistakes in our lives and things that we're not proud of or things that we wish could be different um and i think we beat ourselves up for a long time over those things and i personally have gone through that so to kind of follow this guy's journey like in real time as he did this was pretty cathartic for me uh, and I know that there was a lot of outreach to, um, you know, people who were struggling with their own mental health stuff. And I've had my own, you know, in my years. And um, so in a way, I'm very, very grateful that Crow had the opportunity to even exist. Um, as far as like, what's more fun, I think the most fun probably I've ever had on with this thing was playing the Forsaken so that's you know what i mean because the villain's always more fun <laughs> it just is it just is unless you're like the comedic cade six or something like that where you can make people laugh either make people laugh or make people want to rip your head off i think those are those are really good compulsions and what makes it's fuel to to performers it's fuel for sure and I'm sure it's it's interesting when you get a chance to play a variety of characters because it just you know makes things a little bit more interesting to go from playing a bad guy to now playing this more of a softer character in Crow. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely helps you flex all the, the full range of muscles as far as acting, um, you know, having to explore all those, all those nooks and crannies. So it's, yeah, it's all really good work. What was it like hearing the news for the first time that you would be, you would be coming back after Aldrin had been killed off? <laughs> they, you know, uh, I didn't believe it necessarily just because so many changes, if they can, I mean, not to, not to make whatever, but it, like they got rid of, uh, you know, Peter Dinklage, like if he can lose a job on this game, who the hell am I? So I was like, you know, when they killed him off. I was like, okay, that might just be it. They could, you know, they could get bought out by a different entity. They could decide to completely change where they're going. They could make somebody else the main character. There were no guarantees and nothing on in my contract to say as such. So when I was called back in and got to see the scripts that I'm coming back, I was really excited. Um, yeah, really excited. <laughs> Well, and we're really happy to have you back as one of our most hated and most loved characters in the game. So it's it's, it's a great complicated to relationship we have. It's a complicated relationship. <laughs> yeah, quite the juxtaposition. Yes, <laughs> it is, but we're we're happy to have you as part of this game, and we're so excited for the future and see where it goes, especially now during a time when. There's so many open-ended questions that we all yeah. have that we hope we'll learn in August, but we'll we'll see. Bungie is known to keep things close and not really reveal too much, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. We'll have to play the final shape. Figure out what's going on. <laughs> we will be there. We need a crow Easter egg of <laughs> him singing. <laughs> We need that. <laughs> yes, please. He like, did that little like whistle some, thing at one point. Did that make corner. it into the game? They had me whistle this tune. Yes, he did I make remember that. that. Yes, yes, yes. He oh yeah. It was in. It was in one of the missions last season, wasn't it? Or was it last season or the season before? I thought it was whenever he's sitting idle in the helm. He right, whistles Sabathun's song. You know, what's funny is oh, the day yeah. that I went in to yeah. do, to do that, they didn't tell me that. Just went into the studio and they're like, Brandon, quick question. Can you whistle? I mean, what they would have just had somebody else do it. I was like, yeah, I can whistle. <laughs> and I had to learn that tune, which isn't exactly, it's a, kind of a weird tune. Um, maybe that's what Aldrin does. I think Crow, maybe he just has like six part harmony, full album of whistling. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's using all Glenn different just kinds of like woodwinds and whistles that's all he does is like a big pan <laughs> i i could 100 percent see oh crow playing the pan flute. oh now i've done it oh god <laughs> his, his character and his demeanor just seems like somebody you'd see in the corner playing a pan flute I feel like Glint would put him up to it. Like, Maybe hey, try Glint. this out. See what happens. And then no, that's like really terrible. Good. That's terrible. Don't even, I can't even say that. <laughs> Play Glint. <laughs> <laughs>
Sounds like a conch shell. <laughs> Glint is the pan flute. Is oh, Richard's going to hate me for that. Oh, God. <laughs> so I low-key really want for Bungie to implement something kind of like what they had in one of the lost sectors where there was like that jukebox playing. But all I want is Crow to be singing every time. Oh. Crow's greatest hits. It would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe I learned one of the Elixir songs in English or something, and I get to sing it or something. I would, to- I would totally be down. I would be down. You guys got to write something, and maybe we'll just pitch it. How's that? I love that idea. And Bungie, we will take our five percent. Thank you very much. Five <laughs> percent of nothing is <laughs> zero. <laughs> That would be pretty fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push it though. It's a slippery slope. What if I hate the song? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a question from Learning Bill. Thank you for your question. What will Aldrin say when Cade forgives him? Hmm. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> We're really familiar with that line. Every time I die. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh no. No, speculate away. I'll just be quiet. <laughs> we'll he kinda has to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would I, I would say, you know, if you were writing the, the lines, how how would the interaction that you would write for him? But that would that could probably, it's probably be too be dangerous. Too dangerous. Hey, I love Lord, your attempt. You're you. really no, sneaky. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Good try. Are you a lawyer? Hey, bud. Sorry, I killed you with your own weapon. You know, my bad. Oh my god. <laughs> my bad. That's just the the gif of the hands up. My bad. <laughs> we cool. They tink golden guns. (laughs) (laughs) All of these are delicious. Glad you're back. Here's some spicy ramen. Be careful with (laughs) Drifter comes in. All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Be be careful with the quote unquote tinking of golden guns we we might have oh, some geez. fan art happen out there please that- god it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. all kinds oh boy okay, my <laughs> yeah. show now. Likely. Yeah. all of a sudden everybody's like quote oh no so in your journey Brandon, in voice acting and performance, what are some of the things that you're proud of throughout your career? Uh, well, being able to do this and provide for my family makes me very proud. Um, as far as things that I've done, um, No, I'm I'm proud of all of it in a in a in a way that's a terrible answer. I'm trying to trying to fish out the the right response for this. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how, how to answer that necessarily. What am I most proud of or what I, what was the question? What are some things that you're proud of throughout your career as an actor and all the projects that you've worked on? I think I'm, I'm proud of the fact that uh, I took some risks. Um, started in this business as like I was doing the band thing. I was just singing in bands. Then I, one thing led to another. I ended up in theater and I had to. What kind of music? Did you sing? Like pop uh, rock. My, friend. my, my, the, the favorite stuff for me, I love, you know, I was kind of, uh, raised singing gospel and jazz, um, and R and B is kind of, believe it or not, like that, that's, that's where my, wow. that's, quite the that's range where my right voice kind of is the most comfortable, um, in those styles. Um, I speak that language. So, uh, mm. That's where I got my start, but then you know, working with it was the '90s when I was started doing bands. So it was like the sound that you wanted was like rock, pop, grunge. You know, we did a mixture of all yeah. that kind of stuff, um, especially in Seattle. Totally, with the totally. grunge scene. Um, so uh, that was my start. So to, to go from that to what I'm doing now, first I had to give myself permission to a fool of myself and to take some risks um it was not a straight line and i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life other than i i didn't want to perform i wanted to be able to like make a living singing is what i used to say um and uh now i just i make a living whining apparently no i'm just kidding (laughs) no uh, no you know but having to kind of uh, I guess I make my living, uh, my guts on the outside. Like I have to always kind of be in touch with the emotional hard stuff with Crow. You know, he's, she's just constantly put in these scenarios where he's having to, uh, to go there emotionally. So it's been good. It's been good exercise, especially when, you know, sometimes you just want to shut her down. Just like hide from the world. So, yeah, that answers the question. Jeez. (laughs) Well, that's really a great answer. And we are so lucky to have you in this game and this community to play such an important role as a character we loved and hate and go through all of these different iterations of Pro and Aldrin and. The future is just so, so exciting. Like, uh, there are so many questions that I... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I'm excited to see where the future takes you and your journey in destiny. We'll have to circle back around once Final Shape is out and see, uh, get your guys' responses on it. Absolutely. That'd yes, be amazing. Absolutely. And I get Nathan on too. Yeah, get Nathan on just like that. Yeah. Let me just let me just call him. <laughs> get him on the phone. Just call him up. So on that note, what is next for you in your journey as a voice actor, as a performer, and one of our most favorite characters in Destiny? Well, uh should be some more, you know, stuff coming up for, for Crow. So, you know, the final shape will be will reveal a lot. Um uh I'm still very active in the game, so I think it's without goes without saying that he'll you know be in the story, be there, the final shape you know, um, and excited, really excited to share with you guys what we've, what's going on, um, and then uh, got Starfield is is coming out soon. I did a couple voices on Starfield. So I'm excited to see how well that's received and how it plays. And, you know, it's all had a couple, um, had to push, you know, push back their dates and, but, uh, that's the game. That's the gaming, <laughs> you know, it's like, yay, it's coming out. Wait, we have to wait more. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So there's that. Um, I've got a film coming out, uh, Coming to theaters in August, I did with uh, Casey Affleck and Noah Jupe and uh, Zoe Deschanel, filmed here in Washington oh, State. Nice. It's a true story, a biopic about a pair of musician brothers who, after putting out a, a record in the 70s, 40 years later, it was rediscovered and, and turned into a giant hit. It's a true story. I get to pay, play this uh, yeah. L.A. record producer who is, surprise, surprise, kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> what I'm, what, what, I'm sensing a trend here. That's been my career. 
um, no, it was it was really fun to be on the set with these guys, and um, so that that'll be out in August. So hopefully, I'm not sure how wide the distribution will be. It's called Dream and Wild. So be be on the lookout. You guys can throw things at me from your seats. And then uh, what else is coming up? When in, if you're in Seattle, doing a show called Sherwood at the Village Theater, or is the the Robin Hood story is a it's a comedic twist on it with lots of sword fighting. I'm going to be the fight captain on that show. Uh, tons of sword, broadsword stuff, bow staff, and you know, got to have bow bow and arrows. So archery. That'll be a fun one that's coming up. Uh, you should be able to see it September, October in Seattle. And I'm playing Friar Tuck now. Before you make judgments. <laughs> he is kind of an asshole. No, he, uh, he, he is uh, a different Friar Tuck. He's like world weary, this old, and he's, he's also secretly one of the best swordsmen in England. So it should be really fun. And I narrate the show. So if you want to come see me, he's my real voice out there doing whatever. Um yeah, come up come out come out to the village theater. See some live theater. Amazing. That's awesome. Very cool. Well we're we're so excited for everything that the future holds. Uh including the final shape needless to say we got to make it out to seattle at some point because i'd love to catch your live live shows do you do you guys travel at all when you do your shows with uh, uh, theater? sometimes but this one's not traveling um okay uh no not all the time the regional productions usually just kind of stay regional uh, unless they do what they call a co-production uh, i was in florida a few years back at oslo rep down in Sarasota. Love to go back. I've actually talked to the the artistic director about going back and, and doing something there. So I may I may see you guys in Florida next year, maybe. I know that Florida's yeah. not like the smallest awesome. place and it's not like, oh, that's super close. The other <laughs> side of the state. It's at least a little closer. It's only like a couple hours. Not it's not a huge Yeah, but you gotta like get a place to stay uh, or you know, you gotta sleep in your car. <laughs> just stay a corn yeah. toss. There you go. Everybody's staying with you. <laughs> we'll have we'll have a party. We'll we'll talk. We'll we'll get to bond and maybe have some spicy ramen. And it's going to be a great time. And Brandon, before we let you go, Absolutely. where can the Guardians learn yeah. more about you and everything that you do? Uh, Twitter. Find me at you know. You're just going to have to look up my name. I can't even do it. There's instead of two L's, there's two. It's the the number eleven. Brandon O'Neill with number 11 uh, or on Instagram. I'm pretty active. Uh, Brandon O'Neill official. So those are, or my website, then dash O'Neill.com. Yeah. And we, will, we will make sure to include all the links in our show notes for the episode. And Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Such a pleasure. Guys. Finally- thank you, Brandon. You're amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Having you on. All right. Well, have fun at, uh, Guardian Absolutely. Con, I can't get over calling it Guardian Con. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, I, know, I'm yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still call it Destiny Con. I have a shirt that says Ooh, Destiny Con vintage. on it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on, guys. Okay, I'll let you go. Peace. Cheers. Thanks, Brandon. All right, Guardians. Later. And quick intermission before we continue the conversation. We have one more thing to talk about tonight on the show. So we got one more thing to talk about. We have the Bungie Weekly Update coming to us from Bungie and Shadow Price. What do we got this week from Bungie with this week's Bungie Weekly Update? Really not that much, actually. It's a very short twab. So uh, we're just going to like, we're going to go over through it. It's not too much, but let's, you know, let's talk about it. Uh, so last week's TWAB recap, Bungie talked about Marathon. You guys remember that little announcement? <laughs> <laughs> Who's excited for Marathon? What is that? What is Marathon? <laughs> I've never heard of that game before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the new PlayStation crossover in Eververse. Has anybody gotten any of those items yet? The uh, ghost shell. Oh, yeah. The, um, the out- ornaments, the outfits, too, for like Aloy and uh, Kratos and Jin. There's there's a few things of that pack that I bought with the quickness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm so tempted. I, I want that ghost shell. Um. The uh, the clicker shell. I want that clicker shell. What about the sparrow and the ship? They look cool too, but I, I like the shell for some reason. I think the shell is is like That's really right. cool. But no, the ship looks cool too, for sure. I'm exercising my uh, patience for the final shape because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna want the collector's edition and all of the extra goodies that come with that. So I'm saving my money for that. I've been looking the other way with all of the cool things that Bungie has been giving us with all the Eververse items. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also Guardian Games concluded. Uh, save the date for Seasons of the Deep. There was some new cutscenes that were added to their archive, the U archive, uh, Guardian rank changes, and the new triumph for Aquanaut. So this week, they're going to dive in and talk about the Ghost of the Deep recap, uh, dungeon theme items in the Bungie store, Pride at Bungie announcement. There's a new emblem, like a, a marathon theme emblem in the game. Yep. Anyway, you guys have a chance to redeem that? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I did too. not redeem it, but I tweeted about it. <laughs> but, but I've been I've been busy working. You know, what, you know, what do you want from me? But I am going to after the podcast tonight. Uh, some prime gaming rewards, uh, player sport team recap, and movies and art of the week. Okay, so uh, first thing we talked about the dungeon. What do you guys think? Um, what did we see? Wither horde. That's <laughs> <laughs> all. Wither horde. Nothing but wither, wither, wither horde. horde. <laughs> wither horde go burr. Wither horde. Wither horde. I've gotten very good at the final encounter, except for killing myself. It. We're not going to talk about it here, but you know, I'm not very good with grenade launchers. And if you watch <laughs> me try to kill myself, it's a scene to be, to be watched. Really. It's entertaining. I'm still working <laughs> on it. I say, Oh no, what? but not for but, reasons you would expect. 
wait, hold on. Are you working on using a grenade launcher or are you working oh, on God. killing it's yourself with a grenade launcher? <laughs> it's All complicated. Right. Say less. Uh, <laughs> All joking aside, though, like, I think that dungeon's awesome. Love the underwater lake segments, under methane ocean segments. Um, mm-hmm. Very I like cool. how much they put into it. I love the theme of it. Uh, I don't know if everybody's experienced it and of our listeners, so um, I don't want to talk about the boss too much um, if uh, everybody hasn't experienced it yet. But there's some just real cool stuff, and the gear is awesome, too. The armor. I love the armor yeah, from it. did such a good job with the armor. Yeah. I'm just... It's so good. I think, honestly, it's one of my favorite armor sets. And I think that's the one reason why I'm not really looking at the Eververse stuff, because it's like, what I really want, my real chase, is that armor that you get from the dungeon. Yeah. Everybody's going to get their synth weave again to, like, turn those into universal ornaments. (laughs) I've already turned a whole set of my hunter uh, armor into universal ornaments. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. that. Um, but what what else did you guys like about the dungeon? There's one thing in particular that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, the second encounter, not doing spoilers, the second encounter to me, um, seems like it is a encounter where if you want to show off your build, that is the place to do it. And as somebody who loves being a void titan i felt like i was really bummed out when they took away code of the commander for the titan and all that that place made me feel like code of the commander was back because i had it was a it was a moment where i had constant devour almost constant volatile rounds and using graviton lance i would just look at things and they'd die it's just so if you have a good build the encounter is so much fun I gotta check that out. What exotic are you using? So I am using for like exotic armor, I'm using um, Heart of Inmost Light. And granted, I know it was nerfed to the ground, but if you use the right mods, if you're really interested, I'll send you a link to all my stuff. If you use the right mods and know how to use it in the right way you can basically just there was a span of i think two or three minutes to where i was doing nothing but hip firing with graviton and staying alive the entire time like my health didn't move it was just like hip fire graviton everything in front of me blows up turn around hip fire with graviton everything blows up turn around throw a grenade get volatile rounds back like it was just a it's a chain of just awesomeness that wow. sounds like fun. I need I need a build like that because you know I've been chasing after the uh, legendary lost sector exotics unsuccessfully. I might add. I've been every day. I've been trying to get my farming going, but some of these encounters are pretty difficult when you're by yourself. So it's work in progress. TBD guardians. There's also the, there's a hunter build too, like the arc hunter build, like with the artifact also will, with like using risk runner, 
with the artifact with that um i can't remember the name of that uh mod on the artifact but it allows you to do like more damage with your arc stuff and then you can get the combination below like times three and you just like you can chain lighten everything with uh, risk runner and i think that build would work in there pretty good too i imagine Especially with Jolt. Yeah. Like add add the risk runner stuff and Jolt in. Just oof. Yep. That's why I love my Aikilos SMG with with uh, Volt Shot on it. Yeah, that's that that would be good too. Definitely. I think I think I have one in my vault. I'm gonna have to go check. That's one of the things I, I might have to use that uh whatever that thing we got from the season pass to craft um, a, a weapon. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but uh, Oh, the deep sight something. The deep sight oh, resonator resonate. or yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah, I might have to use that on Aikolos possibly because I, I didn't get all my red borders for Aikolos. I got close, but can it, can the red border Aikolos drop anywhere in the game right now? Um, I, I don't think so, which I think is one of the reasons why the, the resonances or whatever it's called is, is there. Yeah. So that if you had, like, if you were missing one, whenever the season was done, you could use it on one that you get right now. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From what I, from what I was looking at with it, it will make getting any past weapons you might have missed um getting those completed uh it looks like you can still only extract one pattern per per weapon and it can't be a weapon that you that has previously had a deep sight on it so if you just get an open world drop of an ikelos smg apply it do it yep or if Bungie is uh, selling one by by chance, you just buy one. Oh, like if Zer is selling uh, it or something like that. Yeah, or or, or, or Zer is selling it, you just buy one, harmonize it. Buy one, harmonize it. Buy one, harmonize it. Done. So just as a heads up, um, it will tell you on the gun itself. So you like you you don't waste it or whatever. It will yeah. tell you on the gun itself that, hey, you can actually use this on this gun. Or it will tell you, hey, you can't do that because you already extracted the pattern from this. So if you look on the gun stats, I forget exactly where it says, but it'll tell you ahead of time. Yeah, it shows you right where the, the deep sight box is when you're inspecting the weapon. You can hover over it and it'll tell you all the requirements for... uh deep site they're using the the harmonizer i should say awesome uh anybody um is there anything else you guys wanted to add to it about the dungeon before we move on <laughs> oh my god oh, i mean there is a warlock piece that's really good right what, what is that piece again the boots, of the, boots assembler. of the assembler thank you yeah so wither horde and boots of the assembler that's all i really have to say right now um i will 
Oh, I thought you meant Starfire oh, Protocol. Oh, wah, 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 wah. No, I'm wah, kidding. Wah, <laughs> it's because I actually have Starfire star Protocol. It, it got the inmost light mm. treatment. Rip. So one thing I do want to say about the new dungeon, without spoiling anything, I know some people have not done it, but I really personally enjoyed their use of water slash methane throughout the activity. Like, I, I think they did a really, really mm -hmm. nice job with how they implemented that system, especially in that second encounter. Well, actually, second and final encounter where they incorporated those things into the gameplay. Although I will say, final boss encounter, I got lost a couple times where I zigged when I was supposed to zag. But um, I think they did a really nice job with that, and it almost felt like... It's a fun boss fight. Which, I, I, which I one, like the it. final one? I, yeah. I'm surprised you yeah. feel that way after all those hours. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm I'm kidding yeah but i do think the encounter itself was really fun they they did a nice job they did a really nice job with it yeah and uh who immediately thinks of like the old sonic games yes. like would you're like grabbing yes. those bubbles for uh air <laughs> absolutely definitely got like sonic vibes first thing i think of like when when we do that <laughs> i wonder if there's any inspiration that that came from sonic there i'm sure there was i had to be it it see it seems like there probably is yeah definitely um so what do we give the dungeon how many spicy tuna rolls do we give the dungeon out of, out of five just the dungeon itself What do you guys think? Well, well, Sent Sentinel Gray is muted. I'm not. <laughs> I'm oh, just mouthing just... to the camera. I'm mouthing to chat, going spicy tuna rolls. <laughs> you, you're just being crafty over there. I am. Uh, I, I do like being crafty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I would say 4.5. They did a really good job for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I like I like all the a lot of I, things that are in there. The ads in the second encounter, though. Yeah, I. God, they hit hard. I I would say I would say four point five as well. Just just for the sheer fact of um, having to do more than two damage phases on the boss. Little lengthy for me, but it's still yeah, that's, super that fun. Yeah, that second boss has a lot of health. <laughs> I mean, the first boss. That first boss has a lot of health. So in, in fairness, Coldeth, when you play with a bunch of scrubs like us, it's going to be a little bit rougher, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. So, it gets easier, I promise. Yeah, let's let's... Let, let let's re recap our our night one run on that first boss and first for first didn't even know how to trigger the damage phase once we figured it out then then that first damage phase what we do like 
Oh my barely god! Barely a quarter. Yeah. Like, barely an eighth. Barely any. Barely an yeah, eighth. Barely an eighth. <laughs> barely an eighth of his health. Yeah, I mean the boss has like twenty million hit points. <laughs> that boss, so <laughs> quite tanky on the Gogoroth scale of uh, bosses. He do be yep. a titan. <laughs> so we all like it. Good job, Bungie. Make more like that. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to need a few more runs to really get my final review down. Like overall, there's stuff I liked, stuff I didn't like, but I'll have to go through more to really give a solider opinion. Okay. Now I'm, I'm curious, what That's did you fair. not like? Um, there is one mechanic that I feel like could have been taken out completely in the the final fight would have been entirely fine and it is having to reacquire deep sight the only reason why i say that is because that boss destroys you yes and having to stand there not only to like I, i understand it's like probably a quarter of a second to activate the deep site. But the Every fact time. that the game has to, has to have you go through the whoa deep site Every time you use it will kill you and has killed me multiple times. It just, I felt mm-hmm. it was something that yeah, it immediately triggers the boss. They immediately like gaze upon you and unleash the fury of hell. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it, I feel like if you wanted to put deep site in there, cool. I could deal without the whole entire animation. Make it instant activation. Exactly. So like make us still have to go get it, but make it to where we can just get it. You can, and you go. can get it on the run if you're good yeah. enough. Yeah. I can, I can, I can uh, agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, June is uh, Pride Month in the States. Uh, Pride at Bungie uh, um, initiations going on. Um, so you can visit Bungie slash Pride to earn the Infinite Prismatic Emblem for a $10 donation. And all funds and proceeds for the month will be donated to It Gets Better Project. Has any of you had a chance to pick that up? I So I did, but I did a while ago. Hold on. I have it. I don't think I have it. Okay. I got the pride pin whenever they first released it. I have that somewhere. I do have that. Whenever you bought the pride pin, they gave you the code for that emblem. And I do believe that was the only way to get it last year during the month of June. And now if you just do a straight donation, uh, they'll give it to you. But yeah, because I've been, I know I've been rocking that emblem ever since I got it. Yeah, I I think I have that emblem because they've offered that emblem before, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's actually, that's the second iteration. That's their second Pride one. The other one was, uh, so for people who, for people who understand and know, the, the current Bungie emblem that you see with uh, within the, the current symbol that they're giving away or the current emblem that they're giving away, that's the progressive plot pride uh, symbol. The old emblem was just the pride, like the rainbow flag. So um, I don't have that older one. I do have this newer one, 
and I, like I said, I, I've had it on ever since. Very cool. Yep. It's, uh, it's a good, it's definitely good, um, to get out there and spread the word about pride. Uh, so the next thing is the marathon emblem, the M backslash start, uh, free marathon themed emblem up for grabs. I think we've all had a chance to grab that. Not, not Kevin, yet um, for me. I, I have to do it after the podcast, but I'm very excited for it. It looks cool. I haven't uh, equipped it in the game yet, but. I have too many emblems. I'm definitely, uh, I have way too many emblems. I have, and it is all black. Nice. Very cool. Um, so yeah, uh, Guardians, uh, get out and grab that emblem while it's available. Uh, next up is the Prime Gaming rewards. Uh, what we have uh, for this Prime Gaming in, uh, initiative is Ninja Vanish Emote, the Redline Ghost Shell, the Skedaddle Legendary Sparrow, and the Deep Ghost Projection. So that's all up for grabs right now, too, for uh, Prime Gaming. And there's also some uh, player support report, uh, some PSAs here about the Lightfall Dungeon Key, actually. There's been some issues with that. Um, Bungie says that you must request the Rise Quest from Hawthorne to launch for the first time. Um, you must have ownership of Lightfall Dungeon Key, and um, it's not included with the Season of the Deep. They want to let people know that. You have to get the Dungeon Key, or you have to have the Annual Pass plus Lightfall. And they also go on to say that players missing the key from the purchase of Lightfall and Annual Pass must log in where it was purchased, and then it will be available on all platforms via cross-save. And then finally, dungeon keys are applied to individual Bungie accounts and cannot be game-shared. You mean I can't share so the dungeon key? A... Oh, come on. Yeah. They, uh, it's like they um, thought that one out when they, when they did that. Um, so, yeah, just some PSAs about people having issues with the dungeon keys. And there's also some other known issues. Uh, Bungie's still investigating it, but it's in the TWAB for anybody to look at. There's the Movies and Artists of the Week. You know, congratulations to all the winners. And that's pretty much the TWAB, guys. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm going back to the topic of Dungeon Keys. Because if you buy the season you technically need to also buy the dungeon key in order to have access to the dungeon. Do you consider the dungeon Correct. as part of the season because of that? Or do you feel that it's a separate part of the game that's there? And if so, how does that impact your experience in the season itself? Because, I mean, it to me it feels like the dungeon is part of the season because I bought the digital deluxe edition. But if you didn't, well, that, oh well, yeah, if you bought that, then yeah. it is. So, because you get everything. Like, how do you guys look at that? Do you guys treat the dungeon as part of the season? Um, I would say no because it doesn't. Aside from where it's located. 
I don't feel it really has much connection to the season itself, aside from the setting and all of that. So still, I mean, I, even though I buy the deluxe edition every, every year, I still feel bad for the people that have to, to buy it when we were so used to not having to buy the dungeon keys for so long. When did they start doing the dungeon key thing? With the Grasp of Avarice. Okay, the 30th anniversary. The, yeah, 30th yeah. anniversary was the first time they, they did right, that. Right, because you got the 30th anniversary if you bought the Witch Queen Deluxe edition uh, right. you had to buy the you had to buy the witch queen deluxe with the 30th anniversary add-on yeah. or so, there was something i th- i can't remember exactly but it was it, it was, was still separate, separate. Yeah. yeah it was still separate for deluxe edition because i got the collector's edition and i still yeah. had to buy the so 30th what they anniversary did back then is pretty much they kind of added an extra season because they delayed um, that last expansion. But because of that, they added an extra 30th anniversary thing where it was like 25 bucks and you got that separate add-on to everything else. And I remember I had to buy it despite having the season pass. But I feel like ever since then, they kind of changed their model where in the past your dungeons were actually part of the seasons and that definitely changed after that. Yeah. I, I I think it, it changed with, with them moving to giving us a new dungeon so frequently. Yeah. Two because a year. if you look getting to a year. Yeah. Cause yeah. you got duality and spire, right. With, uh, between yep. yeah yep well then we'll have uh ghost of the deep and, another and then another one towards the end of the year yeah it'll be they'll be separated by a returning raid yeah if it's like last time yeah i think for so we'll veteran get players like us i don't think it matters as heavily because most most of us usually buy that big old combo that comes with everything it's harder for newer players or returning players to understand what they need. Yeah, I think the game has gotten very confusing in terms of how they price everything out because, like, even if you buy the deluxe edition, like, with 30th anniversary, you still have to buy that. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping they don't do that again. Um, but... It almost incentivizes you to buy the complete edition, but it almost feels like you're being penalized if you don't, because then you have to buy the season, and then you also have to buy the $20 dungeon key. It's, it's definitely cost-effective if, if you can swing the deluxe edition. Especially now with the... annual increase. But it's really $15. It's Uh, really $15 because you cannot spend $12 on uh, silver. You 
you can. You can. There's a, well, I guess there's the, I guess the cheapest one is the 15 that you have to buy. I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it is definitely more, I, I think they're maybe trying to incentivize people to buy the deluxe edition more frequently because it it is going to be that savings. Or we, you know, who knows? We might see the deluxe edition price increase next year. Wouldn't surprise me. For final shape, yeah, most likely. Plus, yeah, not I, only that, but like the, whenever. So the way I think about it is, um, obviously, the way that we're thinking right now is like, oh, it's it's in the long run, it's a lot cheaper to buy the deluxe edition, right? So I'm assuming that helps Bungie with their sales goals or whatever the hell you want to call it to where like, oh, look how many people bought the deluxe, which helps them with any number of funding things. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, I hope they're able to balance things out with how they monetize because i mean i do feel that they've added a ton of monetization options in the game between all the microtransactions between all of the event passes that you have the option to buy and everything else so i hope they consider the players in mind as well because um not everybody can afford it right and i mean i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. buying the collector's edition when when the final shape comes out that's just what i do but you know i do hope that they are mindful to all the players who may not have that option cool well guardians what a great podcast tonight thank you all for joining us tonight on the destiny show so many great conversations that we had tonight thank you to all of our guests on the show tonight thank you to Brandon O'Neill for being such an incredible guest on the show. So many amazing insights and conversations tonight. And we do have a tradition on the show. Before we wrap things up, we get to rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five. And I'm curious, how would you all rate this weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls? I don't think it's going to get, yeah, I don't think it's going to get as good as a dungeon for me. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, two. nothing major. I agree. Ooh, two. Wow, that was that was a quick two. Yeah, I put <laughs> it at a two. Dose. Oh man, that's rough. Yep. It just it wasn't anything big or major, so pretty light. Very light. Very light, Bob. But they can't all be winners. Yeah, no, they can't. True. Can't have 6,000 word twabs every week. Yeah. And always have a nice juicy steak. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I would have to give it a 2.5. You know, there were some interesting things. I'm glad we got the uh, marathon emblem in the game. A few little PSAs there. Um, they did a really Good job with some of the efforts that they support between the Pride at Bungie. Always nice to see 
new dungeon items in the Bungie store for us to enjoy. Uh, Prime Gaming Rewards. If you are an Amazon Prime member, make sure to check that out. Really great to see them continue the uh, rewards with that. And uh, yeah, overall pretty light update. I would say I'm going to split it down the middle. 2.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for me. What about you, Cold Death? It'd be a two. Yeah, just basic, short, sweet. Very cool. And Sentinel Gray, what would you say? Two, maybe three tops, just because of the marathon emblem and their their uh, ride uh, donation goals or uh, their it gets better project. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show. Before we let you all go, we want to share where the Guardians can learn more about you. Sentinel Gray, why don't you kick things off? Where can the Guardians learn more about you and what you do? Oh, no. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I don't post very often, so don't expect a, a whole bunch of posts every day. Um, you can find me on Twitter. That's the most common place you could find me. You could also find me on Twitch. Uh, I recently came back to streaming and content creation after a break and am uh, switching up the style and how I do things. If you want to see how I do things, go ahead on over some of these days. You'll see me. Very cool. And Cold Death, where can we learn more about you? Oh, same place as Twitch and Twitter. Pretty active on Twitter for the most part. Um, and every now and then you can uh, catch a stream on, on Twitch. Very cool. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and everything that you do? You can find me also on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and the Destiny Show podcast and the Marathon podcast to come. Yeah, so we'll definitely share more about that. And Guardians, on that note, thank you so much for joining us tonight for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. It was a blast. You can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Amazon, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, and every major platform. You can find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us right here, twitch.tv slash the Destiny Show. And you can find us over on Twitter. We post a lot. I'm sorry. No, I'm really not. <laughs> we post way too much. But you can find all of the latest news and happenings about all things Destiny right over on our channel on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And we got the marathon show coming at you very soon. So make sure to keep an eye out for that. Guardians, thank you so much for joining us on the Destiny Show podcast. We will see you all next week, and we hope you have an awesome evening grinding Iron Banner, dungeons, and everything else. Thank you for joining us tonight, Guardians, and we will see you starside.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.